Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Wine podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. I'm joined by someone overseas today. Um, I'm going to probably probably butcher this. Um, <laughs> I'm going to let you say your name because I'm not from your country and I want to be respectful. So um, that's OK. Let's kick it off. <laughs> so my name is Iker Perasaluce. I'm originally from Spain, but been living in Vienna for ten year, over 10 years now. Love it. Um, and I was not going to get that right. So I'm so glad that you, <laughs> you stepped in and, and said that, um, tell us a little bit uh, about your, your background. So, um, yes, I mentioned I came to Vienna 10 years ago. Um, I finished my chemistry, my master's in chemistry, um, here in Vienna and I started my, with my PhD. So I was like very into science back then. But because that's not really so much fun, I decided to go to the to the wine uh, to the wine world. Um, in the beginning, my first step was um, uh, in a wine school, in an enology school, basically, where I was um, learning a lot about winemaking and the vineyard. But at the same time, I was working uh, and helping them with some projects, uh, some like let's say high-level chemical uh, chemistry. Um, projects they had um, in their um, in their school, basically. And yeah, I liked it very much, but still it was very chemical. So it was not as fun as I expected. So um, yeah, I mean, of course, I was working with wine and things related to wine, but it was not like how I expected a job in the wine industry. So basically, I went to, um, to work in wineries. I worked here in Vienna and South Africa and some wineries. And I also realized that's maybe not for me because back then I was uh, in, the in the 20s, yeah. Um, and everyone doing what I was doing are basically people from, um, well, it depends where. I'm talking about here in Europe, most of the young kids from the, from the, from the wineries, from family-owned wineries, they are used to doing this work. They go to school, they learn this for a few years, and they're like 22, 23 maybe. And they are used to this hard work in the in the winery, so they are really, really, um, yeah. I mean, they know how this works, and 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 because it's actually basically hard work. And I thought, like, hmm, up to the point I would like to 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 reach, uh, this would take me some years, and I'm not sure if I can make this for so many years. So basically, because I um, speak many languages, I like writing, I like talking to people. And um, yeah, my wine knowledge was uh, quite good back then. I decided to switch a little bit my, my focus to wine. And that was at the same time that the COVID pandemic came. So it was a very good time to start with social media to kind of like, yeah, make wine digital, let's say. And this is what I did. Um, this went very well. Very, I was very successful, much more than I expected, honestly which motivated me very, very much. And I kept on doing that. And yeah, so basically nowadays I, I write some wine-related articles and um, so this writing and content creating. And, and, and I also got to, to judge in some wine competitions. And yeah, basically that's what I do. A little bit of everything. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the pandemic brought you know there was a lot of bad that came with it but there was also some good uh, that came with it as well and you obviously looked at you know where you could move into and it worked out re very well for you so kudos to you for, for doing so mm -hmm. Thank can you. you can you talk to 
our our audience that maybe doesn't know what mm-hmm. wine judging is and, and what that entails and, and why you enjoy it so much? So um, wine judging to, to a professional um, level means basically when you get a, a sample of wine, you have to be like fair to this wine and to this producer and you have to um, to give them to give the value to this wine, right? So the most important thing is you leave your personal preferences um, away uh, and just concentrate on how this wine is for for the purpose it's made, right? So you judge wine um, according to some some factors. I'm not gonna get very technical to it, but of course, as many of you know, like optical in the nose, in the mouth, um, and uh, due to these parameters, you just basically give it a grade or to just like, I mean, it depends there like wine, uh, uh, wine championships, championships or wine uh, contents are very different. So sometimes they just want a, a, a grade. Sometimes they want to, to um, qualify the wines, like um, sorted them out, like, but basically it's just like um, things you would focus are like on the nose, of course, very important, like how complex the wine is, um, how clear the wine is, how intense the wine is. And on the palate, you will focus on um, how balanced the wine is. Um, also, like you, you will check the length, of course. Um, yeah, these are parameters you will, you will look after, right? And But always very important to leave your personal preferences away because this is what many people unfortunately don't do. And it's not like I like the wine or I don't like it. It's just like, okay, how good is this wine? And of course, you have to be trained for this. It's not very easy. And so along with, along with judging, writing, you're involved with a lot. Um, you talk about being a, a wine mm-hmm. content creator, which you are. You've put out a ton of awesome content. Can you tell us what you love most about that and... Uh, what pieces of content you prefer doing, you know, more than anything? Like what, what subjects you like to talk about in regards to wine the most? Um, so I'd like to do um, a broad and general thing. I would like to connect to kind of like to write or to talk about um, anything that is, of course, uh, related to wine. But I don't like to focus on on any particular um matter let's say um this is what it kind of makes uh, the content like always like um interesting and 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 fresh and new somehow i believe um so i can be writing about i don't know vineyards or great varieties and i can be writing about like i don't know wine serving and wine glasses on the other side um so yeah there's nothing really um i can say but usually of course i would um write about the actual wine uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know, I'm posting or I'm, I'm writing about, uh, but it really depends. It really depends on my mood, what I feel like. Um, usually it's like my inspiration, right? Or if I'm drinking a specific wine um, and it is from a very particular grape variety, maybe I will talk about this grape variety and not so much about the wine itself, if this answers your question. <laughs> It absolutely answers the question uh, and, and really look forward to continuing to see the, the great content that you put out. Yeah. I, I have to, I have to ask you this too. So, and, and I don't know if you'll be able to answer it. Most people can't answer it. If you could only drink one, one wine mm-hmm. the rest of your life, what would it be and why? Okay. I understand why people cannot answer this question. I can also not answer this question because it really depends on so many factors, right? 
It depends on what you feel, first of all. It depends on who are you with. It depends on uh, if you're eating something or not. If you're eating something, what you're eating, right? Um, of course, in every one category, let's say, I have some my preferences. So in sparkling wine and white wine, red wine, uh, fortified wine um, that I tend to uh, go for. But there's no specific specific wine. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, it's it's totally fine. Can you can you tell us um, some of some of your favorite wines though? Not not one that you if you had to drink the you know only one the rest of your life, but what um, if you want to give a shout out to any any types here today? Sure. So um, one wine I like very much, one wine um, group or appellation. It's champagne, of course. It might sound this very I don't know, but yeah, it's the truth. So um, I love champagne. Um, and if you really, really want to dig into champagne and I had to choose one what is uh, has a quite good, like, I mean, it's a champagne you could drink every day. It's not a very crazy, expensive champagne. I would go for Bollinger, which I like very, very much. Um, definitely one of my favorite non-vintage champagne. Um, if you're talking about reds, um, I'm more the Bordeaux, Rioja kind of person. I'm Sometimes I feel like something more structured, more like Burgundy style. But yeah, definitely um, I would go for Bordeaux and usually the left bank. Producers like whatever. I mean, it's really, I kind of like change, like trying different ones rather than drinking the same. Um, yeah, for white wines, I love Riesling and um, H Chardonnay. And yeah, and fortified wines, I'm a huge fan of sherry, especially um, Palo Cortado and, and Oloroso stacks. Yeah. <laughs> so you have a broad. What are you? <laughs> no, I like it. Hey, the, the more the, the better. What, what are your thoughts on canned wine and, mm. and how it seems to be growing more and more? I've heard differing opinions, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. So... Uh, in this um, topic, my opinion also differs because from one side I see my scientific um, background and my, um, you know, like the, the, the practicality of it. And from the other side, what I really um, like associate more with wine, which is like culture and, and, and a bit of tradition, right? There's also a very big dif uh, different approach in the, in the United States and in Europe. Uh, this is the most important factor to answer this question. Um, for me, as a European and a real European and a proud European, uh, I am not very fan of canned wine. Although I know from the techn technical part of it, it's it's a good vessel, let's say, especially for wines um, that are supposed to be drunk young and they're not supposed to make any aging and they're supposed to be like uncomplicated to drink with friends, not just you know not to think too much about it. Um, but yeah, it also lacks a bit of tradition with wine should be, um, I don't know. I know in the U S people are more liberal here. They're more conservative when it comes to wine and how to like to bottle wine. Um, and yeah, I all, honestly have all, uh, only tried canned wines once in my life. So there's not much I can see about the quality. And this was actually in California. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, the quality is increasing and not only can wine, but also bag in box and other, um, other forms of bottling wine are um, getting more frequent. Yeah. So given your background, can you have an, like, talk us through, 
I guess if, if you don't mind, like scientifically speaking, mm-hmm. um, do, does it affect the wine if it's canned? Like, or you, you made a comment when you were talking about it, how sometimes canned wine is better for wines that should be, you, you should drink young. Um, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. So, um, can wine, I mean, cans are totally like, um, um, how do you say like, um, totally natural and totally, uh, there's no air contact. So if the wine is, let's say totally ready to drink, that's usually like most of the, like, uh, of course, lower quality, but, but also like a bit better quality, but not too, um, complex or complicated wines that, that gain with aging, then it's totally fine. Right. But, uh, I would never bottle a wine that, uh, better wine that is supposed to, to, to age a little bit is supposed to gain complexity because, um, yeah, it depends also if the wine is, um, close with screw cap or with a cork, the development of the wine is different. Um, but even with the screw cup, there's a little bit of air coming through. Um, and yeah, so the wine develops slowly. Um, I, honestly, I have not so much experience about uh, can wine. As I said, I only had it once. But um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it's very commonly used for beers. And, and I mean, I don't like drinking the beer from the can directly with this uh, metal flavor. But if you pour it in a glass, it's the same as you would do with the wine, right? There's nothing you 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 notice it right. So I'm not really against it from the from the practical practical part of it of practicality, but um, I don't find it so aesthetic. I don't find it so so yeah. So I don't know wine. It's not it's not just a drink. Uh, it's also a kind of a piece of culture, a piece of heritage. Uh, traditionally, it was used. It was. Uh, um, drunk with with food right so i kind of like to to preserve this kind of uh things that come together that's why i like educating about wine to drink better wine and, and less wine and not just you know like wine as a, as would be coca-cola or something like that you know <laughs> nothing against coca-cola love it totally fine yeah <laughs> that's funny um well i i want to thank you so much for for joining me on the podcast today and hopefully we can have you come back uh as we wrap up here is there um you know where where can people learn more about you uh or get in touch with you what's the best path uh definitely instagram um i'm thinking of um spreading out a little bit my my channels but i haven't been there yet (laughs) too many things on my on my mind but yeah um instagram eager wine um just to know everything about wine. I tend to write kind of like um, higher um, level uh, wine content. So um, maybe if you're really a beginner, you're discovering the, the world of wine, you will find it interesting, but there would be, you would be a bit lost sometimes. But um, yeah, it's just I kind of like writing what I, what I enjoy and what I feel fascinated about. And, and I'll just like, uh, simple things there are lots of people doing that so why should i do this the same right absolutely well thank you so much and, and we look forward to hopefully having you on again in the near future and we can uh, dive into some other topics thank you very much